This is a Capricorn FM podcast. All right. A former human resources manager at the Kruger National Park wrote a book about alleged uh, uh, making allegations about a number of things there that took place at the Kruger National Park. The book titled Untold Stories About the Dark Side of Kruger National Park is a 178-page book authored by former Kruger National Park human resources manager Risenga Matelak Ingisa that tells of startling accounts of racism and torture allegations that were recently made uh, public by Blackfield Rangers and last year prompted South African National Parks Management to hire advocate Boyce Mkise from the Analytical Forensic Investigative Services to investigate. Let's speak to the author of the book, that is Mr. Risenga Matelak Engisa, and look at what the book says, what are the issues that he's raising them. Good evening. Good to have you on Progressive Talk. Good evening to you. Good evening, good evening indeed. So your book, even on the title, it's very telling. You say untold stories about the dark side of the Kruger National Park. So two things. The stories have not been told, but it is a dark side. What do you actually reveal in the book? Uh, What I can tell you is that the Kruger is a... you know, the only state-owned enterprise that has been in the forefront of what is now termed state capture. In the sense that there are things happening in the park and people have tried uh, to, to, to take the matter to the press, to the pub- public protector, but nothing seems to be done, you know. So there is something sinister about this part of the world because uh, there are secrets. And another thing, the most important people that were supposed to be interviewed are the foot soldiers, the field rangers. Uh, As far as the coaching pandemic is concerned in the park but they are ignored whoever comes they actually whitewash the whole thing after investigating the results or the report thereof is not made public okay but what are these things what has happened that has not been made public Uh, the atrocities Mm. that is actually uh, committed in the park by the white game rangers. And, and they, are actually, yeah. they, they, they are actually subjecting the black field rangers to apartheid era type of uh, punishment, if I may call it that. The way they used to harass, uh, abuse, and all those terrible things that used to happen during the apartheid era is still obtaining now. Okay. And, uh, do, you, do, you, do you perhaps share some experiences in the book? Share some of these things, these atrocities that we're talking about in the book? Exactly. Uh, what what uh, occasions do you therefore share in the books? If you could lift off occasions from the book and share those with us. Uh there are when you get to 
the chapter that uh, is, is titled uh, Double Standards. That's where I've actually narrated the situation where whatever happened in the past, uh, any offense that is committed by a white employee or official mm. is actually kept under the table. They will find technicalities to let the perpetrator off the hook. But blacks are subjected to, for example, there is a case of a lady who had worked for the organization for for 19 years. And she was fired for putting three meters, three three centimeters, sorry, three centimeter boulevards and three oranges left in a chalet by visitors when they checked out. So you would agree with me that most, uh, in most cases, when you you visit these so-called safe catering uh, uh, facilities like holidays, holiday inn, or hotels, uh, what you call them, mm. uh, anywhere where they they accommodate visitors, they are. Places where you can prepare your own food, bring your yeah. own stuff, they are the free graters. You leave stuff. If you leave stuff when you check out, oh, I mean, can you really fire somebody if you, after checking out, they, they actually consume those things? They actually assume that you are gone and there are no places in any hotel mm-hmm. that I know of where they store terrible goods, like food stuff, if you leave, let's say, pieces of chicken. Yeah, yeah. In the house, no, in the room. I, I hear you. And, and one review I read of the book says that uh, they are, uses words like uh, torture, allegations of torture. Uh, what, what, what have you witnessed and what do you narrate in the book around torture? Okay. There are black field rangers that have been tortured. They are captured. Uh, they were laid on their way on this. Let me tell you, there's one incident where an employee of the park knocked off. When he got off the taxi, he was actually uh, abducted by strange people, but there was only one person that he could recognize being one of the white game rangers. They took him to his home, ransacked the whole household, turned every piece of furniture upside down, looking for rhino horns, guns, and everything. But they found nothing. Then they they bundled him into a buggy, drove back into the park with him, got to a secluded area in the bush, and beat that guy, the daylight out of the men all night long while they were having a bride and having fun. Mm. So he, he was uh, treated like this because he was suspected to be involved in rhino poaching? Yeah, yes. So it's just the tip of the iceberg because of the bravery of the time that we have. Mm. There are 
number of incidents where black rangers are actually subjected to that type of treatment. As we speak, uh, not so long ago, I've actually received calls from field rangers who said they were also assaulted. Seriously so. But nothing was found on, I mean, on them. There were no guns, no horns, nothing. And nothing happens to the guys that subject them to that type mm. of uh, beating. Yeah. So, so when you write in the book, do you write as someone who has observed this or do you write as someone who have received this information from other people? I actually, let me uh, tell you what happened is I went here, I was appointed as the first black manager in the park, not only human resources manager, the black manager, all managers in the park when I joined were white, from uh, camp managers, shop managers, hospitality managers, you name it, all, all all managers that were working here. And I was actually uh, given the mandate to transform the park. And I went through hell trying to do that because in interviews, for example, I would be the only black face and the rest of the panel members would be white. And if a black they performed better than the white ones. There will be chaos because they will say, "Look, yeah, he might, he might have given the right answers, but I won't feel comfortable working with him." So, you know, there were there were things like that, and so most of the things are actual experience rather than hearsay. It's what I actually experienced personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, because of obviously that uh, in terms of the, the information and uh, what you are telling us, we, we tend to appreciate where you're coming from with that and, and the, the kind of story you're telling. But, but eventually, so at the end, what is the aim for you in writing the book? Is there something that you wanted to bring to the light? You talk of the dark side. Is there something that you wanted to bring to the light? Yes, I wanted to draw attention mm. to, to to the fact that when they talk about state capture, they focus on other state-owned entities and hardly ever talk about conservation entities like the Kruger, for mm. example. Mm. They talk about ESCOM, Telcom, Prata, and all the others, but yeah, there has never been a, a forensic investigation. There, there had been news reports. People mm. have blown the whistle. Mm. Uh, people who had been dismissed from the park, they ran to the press, blew the whistle. Mm. It was publicized in May and Guardian and yeah. all the other daily newspapers. But nothing happened. Mm, mm. What happened is that the leadership will just go and refute the allegations as yeah, look, it was a disgruntled, you know, employee who was fired for misconduct. So and it ends there. Would, 
would you say, are you saying perhaps that the Kruger National Park is captured? More than the word, you can say that again. It is actually the state that has been captured because according to estimates, they estimate the size of the Kruger to be the same in terms of, uh, they, they, they say it's, uh, what do they, two hectares, they say two million hectares plus minus two million hectares. They actually equate it to the state of Israel. So it is state in its own. It, it actually can qualify as the 10th province of the, 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 the South African country. Mm. Who would you say have captured the Kruger National Park? Yeah, it has been captured 100% because... No, I was saying has, by, by who would you say it, it's captured? Captured by the former, the colonialists, because those guys, the black people might be in power, but, but they are definitely not in control. I mean, when I say black people, I'm talking about the black leadership. Mm. Uh, directors that have been appointed from 1998 when the first black director was appointed up to this day. They they had been here. They came and left the park as it. Mm. If you were to go to the compound, mm. the, the, the way they looked during the apartheid era, mm. I mean, has not changed. The, the, the people are still sleeping in very tiny uh, accommodation units. Mm. You okay. If, because you're a former employee of Kruger National Park, and if someone was to listen to you who knows have worked in at the Kruger National Park and someone was to suggest perhaps it is a disgruntled former employee of the park who's talking, how would you respond to that? Uh, I'm not talking now. In the book, I have got, I've included uh, correspondence between myself and the leadership where I actually exposed uh, corrupt activities, not only in the Kruger. Uh, as far as the Table Mountain and other, where I actually wrote report and I was actually uh, chastised for writing those reports by the CEO. Why did you write this? Mm. I mean, yeah, it, it actually verbatim. I didn't actually uh, write something that did not happen. I tried. I even have, I included a copy from the chairperson of the Human Resources uh, Committee of the Board. Mm called the Dr. Dry. All right. It's also the yeah where I actually highlighted what actually I have dis- I had discovered during my uh, trip to the Cape and yeah, Cape Town, uh, wilderness and other places. Mm-hmm. I actually did that then and so you cannot say this because I tried then when I was still in the organization to expose and write a report and uh, email correspondence. For example, what I tried to to to, to address was the pension funds 
board of trustees. I was a member of the, I was one of the trustee members. And what was happening was like, what you call it, uh, the animal farm type of a thing. When a black person died, uh, it will take uh, more than nine years for the payout to be made to the deceased family. But when a white person died, three months was maximum they would pay out. I have actually included email correspondence. Mm, mm, actually, right. actually included there what I said and what they said. So it's not something that one can allege or actually say yeah, I'm disgruntled. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Resenga. Appreciate your time. Wonderful evening to you. Uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.